You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. I didn't know why the Lord wanted me to preach first this morning until Randy said that he had a a letter from Rhea and Amanda, I now know exactly why he wanted to preach this morning. I've come to you in the last few weeks. I've tried very hard to come very gently. I've, I've stayed still for the most part, and I've kept my voice at an even tone. Um, today is not one of those days. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be in your face a little bit. Uh, there, there is a, a fire about the the word that the Lord has today that needs to get a hold of us uh, as, as quickly as it leaves my lips, it needs to consume you. Because what the Lord has for us, and it's, it's beautiful to see how he builds us into, uh, into this releasing of this word. He could not release this word this morning if yes or last week hadn't happened. He could not release this word this morning if there was still hurt in you. He could not release this word this morning if you were still living with options. The option of receiving the fullness of Christ or receiving the pain of circumstances. He can't release this word and you can't receive this word. We cannot receive this word if we're living with options. This is a no options word this morning. Our only option is Christ Jesus. And he is taking away, I love it. I love how much he is taking away that we once put our faith in. I love it. I love it. Praise God. Because there's no more gray areas in the church. You are seeing those that walk with the Lord as Randy has taught. You are seeing where the Spirit of God dwells and you are seeing where the Spirit of the Antichrist dwells. There's no in between anymore. We're seeing it. And I love it. Turn to Genesis 1. We're going to start in the beginning. We'll be in verse 1. Lord, we thank you for this morning. I thank you for the word that you have for us. I thank you for the reminder that you have for us this morning. I thank you for the truth of who you are this morning. Lord, I thank you that when everything in this world shakes, you remain on your throne. Unwavering. Immovable. And we are meant to dwell there with you. An unshakable people. That when all of the world shakes, they would see the children of God unwavering. They would see our light shine forth like the dawn. We love you this morning. I pray that our hearts, just as your heart towards us, just as your heart and the promises that you have for us is yes and amen, I pray that you would find in us a yes and amen back to you. Yes and amen to whatever you have for us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Genesis 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. That has been read over. I, I grew up in church. I've read that passage. I've read that scripture my entire life. 
and never has it hit me like it hit me this week. God opened his mouth and light existed. Okay, just go with me for a second. Go ahead, do it. That's the cue. We practice this. This is gonna be really cool, okay? Now just, this is silly, but just go with me for a second. God said, let there be light, and there was light, right? Da-da, you see that? We came up here early to do that. We practiced, okay? God said, let there be light, and there was light. When I said, let there be light, and they knew the cue, and they did their, their job, and they turned on the light switches, what was necessary for all that to happen? We needed light bulbs. We needed power. We needed a, a housing. Look at this little fancy case that we've got for those lights. We needed all of those things. When we created the light bulb, what were all those ingredients that he needed to create the light bulb? But God said, let there be light. And all of the things necessary to create that one thing were created in that moment. He didn't ask for the ingredients. He didn't create the ingredients first that he could then get light. He said, let there be light. And everything that needed to be for there to be light was. In a moment, the second he opened his mouth, just as casual as it could be, he opened his mouth and he created light. And that is because, hear this, I told Jay, I could stop right now. I don't believe the Lord is going to let me because there's some more things, but I'm telling you right now, this is the message. When God speaks, he speaks in solutions. Come on, man. When God speaks, he speaks in solutions, period. So when he speaks to us, he speaks in solutions. He doesn't give suggestions. He doesn't say you need this plus this plus this to get this. He speaks in solutions. He speaks in a finished work when God speaks. And when God said, let there be light, there was light. I want to read you something. It's going to be up on the board. This is from a scientist. I just started to look at light. Light, the measure of all measures may not be allowed to have any internal properties that could possibly change and thereby change the measure. Hence, it best has no properties at all. Optimally, it does not even exist. That is why light has become the measure of all measures in the cutting edge of fundamental physics. It does not itself exist. Light is, in a sense, the very connection between nothingness and something. It is thus just the thing to be explored if we want to ever discover the fundamental basis of physics, how dreams about reality dream themselves. Light has no time to see, nor any space to be, nor even any energy. By our own definitions and scientific understanding, light, what you see around you, what you can go outside and experience right now, itself does not exist. By our scientific standards, by which we define all things that are and can be, light itself, which surrounds us each and every day, which we know we're going to encounter right now, it starts 7 a.m., man, there's light. We know it will be there, but scientifically, light itself does not even exist. That's the God we serve. He simply spoke something, and to this day, and all of the advances that we have, we still do not understand it. Because by our definition 
and how we determine and, and define the world around us, it cannot be. It is an impossibility that it exists. That's the God that we serve. And that is the God that speaks to us. The same God who spoke life into existence that to this day can't be explained speaks promises to us. He speaks to us. He created the measures, the measure of all measures, which we, can, we could not exist without. Light had to come first before there could be man. He recognized that the earth was dark and void. And what was the first thing he created? He created light because he speaks in solutions. There was going to be a problem if he created man. No, he spoke in a solution that man could then exist within that solution. He speaks in solutions. He speaks in completeness. So now what has he spoken to us? I've told you this, but we have to remember the promises of God because they are the only thing that keep us from shaking when the world around us shakes. And guys, we knew this was coming. We knew this was gonna be a shaky time. The Lord is removing the gray and there just happens to be an election year in the time he said, I'm bringing a fire and I'm removing gray. Like, well, I'm, I've got a, a hunch that there's going to be some more gray removed around this whole presidential thing. It's good. That's right. It's good. But the gray is, is he is removing the things that we have clung to. And that's for another time. But we need to remember when the world around us shakes, we cannot also be found shaking with the rest of the world. And what is the thing that keeps us from shaking with the rest of the world? We have to know what he speaks to us. You, not just remember that one time when he said this. I'm talking about this day at this time. He spoke a promise to me and I have not seen it in fullness yet. So he's not done with me yet. And that keeps us from shaking. And I'm telling you right now when the world is shaking, people are crumbling. There are churches right now in turmoil because they are shaking because they anchor themselves to a person not God. And they are shaking. They don't know what to do. I was talking to Jay the other day. There are people that prophesied an outcome of an election. When did God care that much about an election that he would prophesy into government? God reluctantly created government for his people. Do we not know that? Because they desired a man to rule over them and not him. God created the church first. He created man's relationship to him. Our relationship with him is what he is seeking to restore. And there are people all around us shaking, but those that know truth, and truth has been taught in here. Truth has been given in here. There is truth that has been spread in this house for at least 12 years. So we, those that know truth, cannot be shaking with the rest of the world. Sorry, Steve, I'm messing with this thing. Shaved my head and everything. The promises of God that he has spoken to us just recently. He has said that there would be no more gray, that we would see the spirit of God or we would see the spirit of Antichrist, but there would be no, I wonder what that is. We would know exactly what it is. It would be light or it would be dark. We would know. 
and he was separating with fire. And he has said that this house will build the fire. We will build a fire. And what is this weapon of choice that he has used like a double-edged sword that he is cutting through all of these things with, tearing down all of these strongholds with? It is kindness. He has said, and he has called us to be kindness. He has spoken and said that I will establish my kingdom in this place through kindness. You will be vessels for kindness and they will know me in my heart towards them because of the kindness that flows in and through you. We've been watching The Chosen. And just last week, we, we got to see when Jesus told Peter to cast his net on the other, on the other side of the boat. And I, I, I loved it because, I mean, they're like, they're barely offshore. And they're, they're needing teams of people to do it. But the thing that was so profound to me that they portrayed, that it's not anything that we can read. But it's just something when you know Jesus, like, man, that's... That's pretty, that feels pretty accurate. As he spoke to Peter, who had just been fishing all night, and we kind of forget that Peter was probably like, uh, no, I don't know you. I don't care for you. I'm, I'm not going to cast my net again. But Jesus spoke to him with such kindness. But the kindness had such an authority attached to it that you were just like, I'm not going to say no to this guy. Because I'm kind of scared of him. But there was complete and total kindness. You could not confuse it with anything else. But there was such authority. Kindness in the kingdom of heaven is a dangerous weapon. A dangerous weapon to the world around us. Because in heaven, it is not this, we have this, this view of kindness here on earth. Like it's like this meek, like weak, oh, I'm just kind and brittle. That's not what it is in the kingdom of heaven. Kindness in the kingdom of heaven will tear down kingdoms. It will tear down everything that is not rooted and found in Christ Jesus. And that's what he's called us to be vessels of. Kindness. I'm telling you, take a little bit of a drive and you can physically see things are being torn down. The Lord is doing a great and new thing Because of this kindness, it is a weapon. But he has promised that he has spoken it to us. He has spoken that we will be this community's church. That they will look to us because this will be their place where hope rests. And I'm telling you, I see that often. I see it a lot. I see a lot of people, I have a lot of conversations with with people that are calling because they have hope in nothing else but what they find in the people here. And I'm telling you, this is almost on a daily occurrence. He has promised that. And he has promised and he has spoken over us that he will send us out to bring home the prodigal sons and daughters seeking to return home. That we would be the ones that run and meet them in the field and clothe them in righteousness, clothe them in truth, welcome them in with love. He has said and he has promised over us that this place will be and still is an emergency room. It is still an emergency room. And I'm telling you right now, I know why he spoke it all those years ago. I still see its relevance now. There's people crashing everywhere. Things are crumbling everywhere. People are hurting 
everywhere. They need an emergency room, but they don't just need an emergency room, a place for them to go. They need a service that is coming out to get them to bring them in. We will be the ones that go to get the prodigal sons and daughters and bring them home. He has spoken that. He has promised it. And he has promised that we are the fourth pillar in this move of God. Not in the next great move of God. In this move of God that we are currently in. It, is, it, is, it has come. And it is the fourth pillar. But we cannot be a pillar that shakes. It's not the pillar's job. The pillar is an unmovable structure. Turn with me. We're going to go to a bunch of different verses pretty quick, but Isaiah 40 will be the first one. Isaiah 40, verse 31. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. I'm in, yeah, that's the right one. There it is. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Ecclesiastes will be the next one. Just a little bit back. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. This passage right here, this next chunk of verses in my Bibles is titled, The God-Given Task. Verse nine, what gain has the worker from his toil? I've seen the busyness that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, he has put eternity into a man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. I perceive that there is nothing better for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is a gift. This is God's gift to man. I perceive that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it nor taken away from it. God has done it so that the people fear before him. That which is already has been, and that which is to be already has been, and God seeks what has been driven away. Galatians 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season you will reap if you do not give up. Now Proverbs Chapter three, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. That's very common. Common red passage 
commonly quoted one. But I wonder what it would look like if a people rose up that did not lean on their own understanding and simply just trusted in the Lord. But in all of this, in all of the reading of this, I hope that you hear the theme. The same God who speaks in solutions has spoken these promises to us and they have arrived perfectly on time. I need you to hear that now. Everything that God does is perfect in its timing. Everything that God releases in fullness is perfect in its timing. Everything needed for these works has come. Just as he spoke, let there be light, and everything that needed to be for that one thing to exist was. And just as he has spoken these promises over us, his children, everything that needed to be, all the things needed for that promise to come to fruition, came with it. They're here now. We can live in it. We can walk in it. And he is unaffected by the things we believe he is affected by. God is unaffected. In all things, he is unaffected. He is continuing to move ahead. He is continuing to speak truth over his people. And he has spoken those promises in perfect timing, knowing where we would be on this day. He knew it. But he spoke those. Why did he speak those knowing we would be here? That's the question. In all things, in all areas God knew we were going to, he spoke this. I cannot perceive, I cannot understand in fullness why he would speak this. But in everything, he spoke that. Because I know my God only speaks in solutions. He only speaks in solutions. Do you see a lot of problems outside these walls? I do. But our God only speaks in solutions. For every earthly, Graham Cook said this, for every earthly problem, there is a heavenly solution. But we tend to continue to look for earthly solutions to earthly problems. It's because we started to look for earthly solutions to earthly problems that we've started the shaking, that that things have started to get gray and look less like God. Because we were always meant to be those that would administer heavenly solutions in earthly places and in earthly problems. The God of solutions opened his mouth to us and released all that we need. This God who still reigns. I'm telling you, I was overwhelmed, overwhelmed this morning. I've been overwhelmed with this all week, but not, not overwhelmed because I've come, because I've come out of a place of turmoil. I'm trying to describe to you why I'm overwhelmed by this, because it's not, there are people that are clinging to this truth because of things that have happened. I don't, This morning, we don't need to be those that are reacting towards God because things around us are shaking. It's like, oh, I need need God again. I put my faith in something that was not him and now I need to run back to him. I was overwhelmed by the truth that he reigns because we are kingdom citizens, we are sons and daughters, and we don't report to anything but him. There is one truth that should keep us grounded in all things. He reigns. 
He who speaks in solutions. He who created light calls me his son and he reigns, period. I do not care the shape of the world out there because I can rest in that one fact. We, the children of God, are meant to rest in that one fact, that one promise that he will reign, he will always reign. There will never be a day that we see where God does not reign. And I was overwhelmed by the fact of how many people don't know that. Oh my goodness. I was talking, and it's just, it's, this isn't brought about, this message is not brought about because of an election. You need to know that. Because God does not speak in accordance to our circumstances. He speaks what he's going to speak in its perfect timing. But it's not because we're going through something, now God has to change his word and give us a word that's going to help us through this something. God speaks what has been anointed and appointed for the time that he speaks it. And it is always a perfect solution. I was talking yesterday. I don't care where you are with the election stuff. I don't care. I love you, but I don't care. But there are people that tie their life to a person that will sit in office for four years, maybe, at max eight. And they put their life in, that, in those hands. One, that is incredibly unfair to those that sit in that place. Where's the church there, man? Because the thing is, is you are putting your life in somebody that will be gone. You know for a fact they are temporary. And you, we still put our life and our faith in them. And we know they will leave. That cannot be. That is why we, the church, are shaking today. I'm telling you, the church across the nation are shaking Because unfortunately, we have put our faith in a man and not God himself. The one who reigns and does not reign just temporarily for four years and then we got to elect a new God into that place. He reigns, period. He has always reigned and he always will. It is time for a people to rise up that rests in that fact and that fact alone. And do not waver from that place. They do not need any more shaking outside. They need something that remains still. That remains steadfast. That is unwavering. And that, children of God, is what you have been called to do. You have been called to be those in this time of light and dark that will not be moved. That will be unaffected by what affects the world around us. Because our God reigns. And our God has to reign when things aren't working out the way we hoped they would. And our God needs to reign when things are just beautiful and butterflies everywhere. He cannot just reign when it's convenient for us as well. And that's what I was saying earlier. The proclaiming of this truth, unfortunately, in some of the Christians that I've talked to, that our God reigns, has only come forth because things have gotten harder. And now our God reigns. 
dude, yeah, but he reigned over here too. He can't just reign when things are hard. He's got to reign always. There has to be a people that rise up, that will only live and only be rooted in that one truth and will not ever waver from that place. This is my strong foundation and I will not move from it. My God reigns. In all things, my God reigns. And this God is the God that also created light that cannot be explained to this day. That itself, scientists say and have defined it as something that does not exist. I would say that's beyond comprehension. Something we see each and every day. And that God who speaks in perfect solutions has been speaking to us. Imagine that for a second. The same God that simply and casually opened his mouth and created light speaks to you specifically. And he calls you by name. If that doesn't stop the shaking, I don't know what will. I can't help you no more. But that is meant to stop the shaking of the world around us because there are meant to be a people that rise in this time. That are seen clearly in this time. The sons and daughters that creation has been eagerly waiting for the revealing of are to be revealed now. Because everything around us is shaking. I mean everything, and it's beautiful. Because I know one thing that doesn't. And guess what? We don't have to be those shaking as well because we know that one thing that doesn't. And it is God. And we have a relationship with Him. He is not done. I'm telling you, He said He was coming to shake things. He was coming to tear things down. He was coming to consume with fire. He's making good on his word. But guess what, people of God? He told us he was going to do it. There should be no surprise in us. He told us he was going to do it. And he's done it. Praise God. He has done it. Praise God. Our God reigns. So this morning, I was listening to this, this song the other day. And... There's this line, and, and we've sang songs similar to this, but when the children of God, when we shout, strongholds come crashing down. When we praise God, healing breaks out. When we, heal, when, we, when we praise God, resting in this fact that our God reigns, and when we proclaim the truths of God back to Him, when we bless His heart and praise Him, and we sing shouts of praise, things happen. More things happen than any government could ever produce. Impossible things happen. And guess what? You can sing each and every day. And things will happen. Because that same Spirit of God that was there when light was created hovering over the waters now dwells in you. He dwells in you. That same spirit that was there when light was created. That was a part of that creation. Now dwells in you. Yeah. 
our God reigns. And in just a second, we are going to sing that. But I need us to sing that from this place of absolute belief. And I will not leave this place. This is where I will build my life upon this truth that my God reigns. And when we, the children of God, sing that unwavering, unshakable, I'm telling you right now, the world around us will change. And they will see rising up this people that will not be moved. And they need to see this people that will not be moved. Unwavering. We are to be the unwavering and the unshakable. Because our God reigns. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.